Let's get a coffee, a tea or two Talk about minds like freedom so This is our safe zone for me and you Talk about things we shouldn't do uh. Back again now with another topic With another option, with another caution It's a chill place where we talk TNTOS back again, don't stop uh. Hello, hello, welcome guys to another segment of TNTOS Podcast. It's a new year, it's a very fantastically new year, I guess, 2022. It's going to be a fun year, hopefully, in the near future. So I think there was a new jingle out, you know. Uh, we're just changing it up for a little bit for this year, saying like, oh, it's going to be a new season. And that is made by one of my friends, actually, named... Um, you can check him out. Uh, Pink Breckall. He has put out some some new some songs out in there, you know. But you know, anyways, today we have our founding fathers. You can say that. <laughs> I mean, we all we, we three are the founding fathers here. So, um, so we have our good uh friends, uh Adam and also Rizwan here today, guys. Welcome. What's up, guys? Hey man, what you doing? <laughs> uh, everything's all fine and Andy. How are you guys today? You know? Great, great. Alhamdulillah. Good. Rain's been acting up again today. I feel really sleepy. I just, oh my god. That's it, Jackie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah and everything too. Huh? Mm-hmm. So, what, what, how was your New Year's? What did you guys do? Sleep. <laughs> Pretty much just ate until. Papa, the Malay word is makan, makan sampai lebam. Ma. <laughs> Malahap. I mean, the, no no fireworks around your areas there? I mean, uh, come on, man. I'm in Kelantan. What do you expect? <laughs> like with the kampung houses that play a little more tune here. There's only uh, azans and bacan akuran here. Uh, well, there were a little bit of machuns here, lah, you know, some little bit of sprinkles, they call it, you know. Well, at least that's the entertainment, you know, something to keep you up at night, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, what what has you know has been a crazy 2021 for last year basically it, it's literally like well we're recording this on the the third of of January, January you know it was literally yeah. like three days ago you know <laughs> <laughs> couldn't expect that 21 2021 came to it then pretty quickly you know no, it was like... a roller coaster, like ups and downs. No better way to put it, roller coaster. <laughs> it yeah. felt like it just went by really quickly. Of if I don't know about you guys though. Yeah. Went by quickly, went up and down quickly. <laughs> Lots of dramas. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, Malaysia has this fair share of the the dramas. You know, well. Sinetron. <laughs> <laughs> well, today we are going to talk about last year. I mean. Last week, from from what, where we are recording, you know, um, everybody has been doing their wrap ups. We waited until the end, the end, and we are going to wrap out twenty twenty one this year, twenty twenty two. So yeah, let's go. Let's some some into it, you know. Like, let's start from the very very beginning of twenty twenty one, where we expected, you know, twenty twenty one would be our year. The end of the year. <laughs> Yeah, the end of COVID, you know, nothing's gonna happen. We're gonna have our freedom finally, you know. But you know, we have some news behind that. So, <laughs> you know, 
we let's let's give a, uh, some ch- a chance to our 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 friend Rizwan <laughs> here. You know, here he's been a little bit silent since the start. So, what has happened? What has happened in January 2021? Everyone wanted January. Everyone wanted 2021 to be better than 2020, right? Mm-hmm. Because 2020, as according to a lot of people, was a uh... right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, nothing much to say about 2020. You know, everyone went down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but well, 2021, high hopes. Yet high hopes, and you know, the very first thing that happened in 2021, I think, was a call for an emergency. You know, oh, yes, that <laughs> one. <laughs> state of state of emergency it came out emergency. out of nowhere, basically. You know, uh, yeah, out of the sudden, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, um, okay. A, a big reveal after about what two weeks. You know, people celebrating New Year's, making a mm-hmm. a, a New Year's tra- uh, resolution, having mm-hmm. goals, trying to write the date. Okay, not twenty twenty. It's a one. <laughs> oh, okay. We are in emergency. Malaysia has not been emergency in over what. Close to 50 years, bro. The last time was during 1969, right? Yes, yes. Oh. The May 13 riots. Oh, okay. Mm. That one. I remember you know that one. <laughs> let's, let's not go, get into <laughs> it. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's a whole other story, you know? Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, true. But so, hey, it was uh, emergency. Then we have, you know, the black flag. Who remembers the black flag? Uh, yeah. the, the black flag situation was all about um, uh, the Rakyat opposing the current government uh, during that time, basically. Mm. Uh, it was under Tan Sri Bidian Yassin, if I'm not mistaken. Am I getting my prime ministers correct? You know, yeah, so... your prime ministers correct. All right, okay. Uh... <laughs> that rises up just because of the hashtag, right? Kita mm-hmm. jaga kita. Yeah, I mean, it was good, you know, the people took matters to their own hands, so, you know, you can't say, what can you do, and this is debate language, by the way, you know, they say, not mm-hmm. what government can do for you, but what you can do for the government, oh, it's the other way around, yeah. Yeah. it's alright, you know, um, people helped each other out, we tried to come and raise the bar together, so to say, and I think we, we kind of really did fine in the end. Well, technically, what happened during the Darurat? What is the cause of the Darurat call if, 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 if I'm not pretty much? Well, emergency was called just because, you know, it gets more control. You know, we, we were rolling out the vaccines, right? It was also during this time, coming January, February, we were in, like, the government was trying to really push for vaccines. So we got our first Sinovac vaccines coming from China and good enough uh the rollout was really quick mm. in the end la, you know in the end malaysia was one of the fastest in the world to actually give vaccine jabs to its own run yeah, yeah but, but sinovac it, was the first one yes yeah. sinovac was the first one that arrived if i'm not mistaken everybody was celebrating when the boeing 737 flew in and we're like yeah vaccines oh yeah. <laughs> yeah the whole in like the whole basically the uh from darurat into you know, uh, rolling into February, they start. They started saying that oh, we have from who sending in, um, 
the vaccines, we have allocated the vaccines, and it was great. You know, people were rejoicing, saying that okay, this is our salvation for 2021. Yeah. You know, the hope was there. The hope was there. You know, Glimmer. what what did you feel when you when you saw that that plane coming down? I mean, I thought it was really the end, right? The end of the COVID. I, I thought mean, like COVID, I thought like we're gonna like live our normal life again, man. Yeah. Just like when I saw that, I was like, David, yeah. We're, we're not gonna whatever we don't need to pakai mask already eh? so, yeah. Like, yeah, that yeah. was like the 2021 goals uh, mm. in the end it just <laughs> well let, let, let's further down the line you know like um true enough as, yeah, for example like there, there were a lot of like vaccines floating around as well J&J um, Sinovac AstraZeneca Pfizer. Pfizer AstraZeneca was a bit late in the month, in the in the year, I think mid year. Then only yeah, AstraZeneca came. No, oh, it was it was during March. Yeah, Easy yeah. was Easy was given out during March. But I I remember I missed the first, uh, what people call the uh, the application, right? The the optional yeah. uh. Yeah, people mention it as the the Hunger Games. Why? What, what is it called? Huh? <laughs> the first volunteering. volunteering. Yes, the uh, volunteers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember that. Um, I remember like um, people were still deciding on like if AstraZeneca was actually the right choice. You know, during that yeah. time, so they were they were pretty confident on Pfizer. Yeah. if I'm not mistaken, and Sinovac was still not really accepted that night, right? Sinovac then. was like, <laughs> if you don't get Pfizer, Sinovac is okay. Yeah, and then AstraZeneca came along, which is you know pretty good, you know. Um, but in your in you guys, in your head, would you actually have taken Pfizer over Sinovac or Sinovac uh, Pfizer during that time, lah? When when it flew in, to be honest, at that time I was like, I don't care as long as I get my vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> Well, being a man of kind of signs, okay, I, I kind of read the papers, you know, you don't do anything when you do it at home, right? So you mm. read a lot. I must say that if I had the choice, I would have gone for the Russian Sputnik. <laughs> Sputnik. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason why Malaysian doctors go to Russia, right? Yeah, okay. So <laughs> it's really fair, you know, honestly. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, during that whole uh, the whole time, the lockdown coming down, and uh, again for the two, uh, the second time, second time. Again, yeah, we were we were promised that we'll, there would be no more lockdowns, but yeah. in the end, we were in another lockdown. Hooray! But mm. you know, times has passed. You know, everybody has gone through. Then, um, yeah, let's roll into like something like, um the white flags again like you mentioned earlier or what was going on around that pretty much mm. the white flag was something similar to like the black flag right but mm. of course opposing black flag was something like you know you need uh assistance was it uh with like household items or oh, people in need lah. yeah, yeah they need, you know, it was like a, a real emergency cases mm -hmm. but for white flag it was more of like uh uh, a place where people could like pick up foods, if I'm not mistaken, because you, you, uh, I'm not. I think it was it was not pick up food. It was like people who is in who needed need food, yeah. who needed food or something essential. They just uh, pick up the white flag, and then people would go to right? them lah. So easier for people to like scan rather than uh ketuk satu satu rumah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. You need food, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, speed mart. You know the local stores. They make like yeah. food banks. You people yeah. can just come like, and pick them up. Because like this thing is a bit sensitive to some people, so that's mm -hmm. why white flag is a good move. That what rakyat did. 
Yeah, Quite true. Lah, Malaysia did. So we can see that people do really kita jaga kita lah. Mm. Yeah. Alright, then like after February passed by, like the lockdown came along. Maybe we can we we all deserve something of like a good some good news, you know. But like I think in the form of a our beloved badminton players, you know, who who doesn't love our badminton players. Like Lee Zijia, if I'm not mistaken, ever since he like in March, basically he won the All England Championship. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> ever since um the last time uh that Malaysia held that title, it was during Lee Chong Wei's Lee Chong Wei's era, which was in yep. like 2017. You can imagine how long we didn't hold that, you know. And Man. Lee Zijia managed to get that and cemented himself as. A future uprising of like the the Malaysia harapan, player, right? yeah, the yeah. next the hope for Malaysia's badminton yeah. future, you know. But badminton year. has been Malaysian favorite since back then, because back then we got like Sidik Brothers, yeah. and after the Sidik Brothers, we get Hafiz. What's that guy name? Some Hafiz Tall Kid, right? Hafiz Tall Kid, yeah. Hafiz Tall Kid, okay, I can't remember. <laughs> no, okay. only remember uh, the only guy I fairly remember is Rashid. Uh, no, Rajit Sidik, yeah. Miss Boon Sidik. Eh. The Sidik brothers lah. brothers lah, yeah. Uh, so, and then after that, we got, after that, Hafiz tall guy, we get Lee Chong Wei, the Datuk, the best of the best. Yeah. Now we got, who? Lee Zijia. Lee Zijia is coming Lee up, man. You got, you have to keep that main name in mind, you know. I mean, And the duos, the, the duos for men, they are doing quite well. I think a lot of our duos are as well are, are putting a lot of weight into yeah. it as well, and I'm pretty proud of uh, you know our Malaysian team, you know. But we can only depend on badminton. <laughs> yeah, badminton is squash, but now, uh, if I'm not mistaken, like um, when David has retired, yeah, yeah. the the OG squash player, you know, she has been around for quite a long time playing squash ever since I was, like we were little, if I'm not mistaken. She has been the world champion for eight times, I think. Oh yeah, she over and over, more. and everyone has said if Olymp if uh, squash was the Olympic sport, she'd win gold no problem. Yeah, easy. We'll be having our first gold in Olympics. Yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> oh yeah. Other than that, I mean, back uh, moving down the line, it maybe a bit late in March during that time after the the Lizzie winning. There, they had like a small protest. I wouldn't call small. I mean, it is pretty big during the pandemic kind of thing but like it's pretty small compared to the other protests that has happened in Malaysia before it was like um, yeah it was a peaceful one you know nonetheless it was um the only 18 protest if ah, oh yeah yeah the, the um if for those who that didn't know what what don't know what the 18 protest was for because like um it has been a couple of years where Malaysia has been pushing for um, the youth, the youth, the eighteen-year-olds and above, uh, to be. I mean, eighteen-year-olds to vote. Before this, it was the legal age was twenty-one. Yeah. So, um, this was led by Muda. Um, Muda was also known as Malaysia's Unite Malaysian United Democratic Alliance. Yeah. So, um. If not mistaken, during that time, they they gathered at Padang Merbo for a while, and then they went on to Parliament and sat there for, I think about quite some time, about like a few minutes. If not mistaken, twenty minutes. Yeah, um, around the to be honest, isn't it? It was very quick. Actually. I was aware of the situation. To be honest. <laughs> okay, I, I mean, really care, 
mean, it was all over media. You, know, you, I have you think I got that. time to care about people? Uh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, it, it was it was around. It was quite a big issue, basically, around that mm-hmm. because it it was said to be it has been postponed for months and months due to COVID. And then yeah. suddenly they say like, oh, we're gonna push it some more. That's when people the the mother was like, yeah. If I may wrap up it. that part, you know, okay. in twenty eighteen, how like the first time in sixty one years the opposition took over government, mm-hmm. and we had that undi eighteen movement where you know eighteen nineteen twenty year olds were supposed to get voting. That means seven point eight million voters are supposed to be registered automatically, not in twenty eighteen, but within that time period. So twenty nineteen, we had it confirmed, but it was not in place by law. So you know, push to twenty twenty, and then change of government, and oof, COVID suddenly you know, COVID hit also at the same time. And twenty twenty one was when you know court cases and everything came into play. And well, as you can see, it has come to the point where we make protests. Mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah, as they say, we have have had some fruit to bear yeah, well, those results today. <laughs> that one is another that's a backstory we have to okay, you know okay. we're we're, we're <laughs> wrapping up month by month here you know. Yeah, PM to PM. Yeah, PM not PM to PM ninety. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it was a pretty fruitful thing. Like, okay, like for for in your honest opinion, like, do you think eighteen year olds are? I mean. Uh, it doesn't really matter now the debate is already passed motion basically. But you <laughs> yeah. know, in your opinion, maybe Adam, like I need, uh, like, what do you think that eighteen-year-olds now are capable of deciding for their country? In a way, it depends. To be honest, because like as you can see, eighteen-year-olds, eighteen-year-olds are a bunch of students, bunch of kids that just got done with SPM. Not they only think about partying. Having fun, okay. Don't even care about things that are gonna happen in the future. But they do have some people that actually care, like eighteen, eighteen-year-old kids and everything. But I, I would like to see how can they, what can they do to actually, what, what, like, what impact can they give towards the, apa to the government lah, like how they choose and everything. But yeah, but it's not. I don't hundred percent agree. But to me, just give them a chance to actually make a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If the older generation can get the chance, why not the younger generations, right? That's right. That's very true, that's, honestly. That's right. Right. Equal equal chances for us, basically. And now, mm-hmm. like with the ever changing technology we are going yeah. through, everybody is very quick yeah. with access in and, here and there. And adding to it, uh, the population is in Malaysia is going towards an aging population. Mm-hmm. So we need to depend on the youngsters because yeah. we basically we are the one who is going to take over the country soon so takkanlah like we are going to take over when we're old exactly for sure, exactly. For sure we're going to take over everything but at least when we turn 30 or like at least we have like that before we turn 30 we have that 12 years experience of everything before we take we take we took over the government or something just yeah. to me everyone deserves a chance Just give them the chance. If you don't agree, put us as usual. Mm-hmm. Then It's... just change the government like we have been doing for the past two, two prime ministers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, And... mm-hmm. sorry, continue. Sorry, disclaimer about this. But then again, you know, when you're saying about uh, you know, eighteen year olds, nineteen year olds, twenty year olds, these people, they, you know, they're young, right? I mean, yeah. even when you're twenty one years old, do you get to vote? 
exactly the age of 21 no i don't think so some mm-hmm. people you get registered yeah sure but maybe you vote next year when you're 22 so you, you lose a few years right and mm-hmm. everyone you know you don't make a perfect decision uh, and mm-hmm. not all the time as well so maybe if you start early you could have perhaps just you know learn the ropes you know you understand mm-hmm. a little bit some exposure like it yeah yeah you know and and like adam said uh it's kind of true you know it's since the country is going to fall into our hands anyways uh you know the population is going to go into an aging nation why not start early if we make mistakes we make mis- mistakes young and we can correct them have, yeah. we, have you guys voted before yet not yet we just like 22 what do you expect i'm 2020 not, not yet. Uh, when, I mean, this time, few more days, few more days. Few more days. Okay, this is gonna be. Like, you like, nah, you I, I'm already old, but you know when I was able to register as a voter, it was already past election. Uh, <laughs> and then you know. COVID struck. You know, I cannot vote. I am registered, but I cannot vote. You know. Remember but one I, thing I would like to say about the only eighteen lah, the the older generation, they don't really trust us because they mm. they think that we don't make. Good, good decision, decision. Yes. and oh, we yeah. makan garam lagi. but to <laughs> me if you don't give us chance to do that how are we gonna learn from it yeah well there is that but then you know um, i mean at least based on my experience as well i i don't disagree with you there's some of these elderly folks they're just a bit overprotective you know mm. they don't want to let you take over until they see that you can literally do everything it's just a sort of Asian or Malay mentality. Yeah, I think it's just an Asian mentality most of the time. <laughs> I don't see Americans doing this honestly or like the right. Westerners. Maybe maybe it is out of our view, but who knows? Like <laughs> mainly the like maybe I guess you can say Malaysian kind of mentality, I guess. Because right. different places have different, you know, things. Yeah, because like we are not asking for 18-year-old to be the prime minister. We're just asking the younger generation to get the chance to vote. Yes. Not like, we like oh, budak ni 18 tahun, I want him to rule the country. No. For sure, we, we are not that stupid. For sure, we want like, start from 18 years old, build the career, like, uh-huh. learn Credit about Malaysia and everything, me. think how they can improve Malaysia. And by the time they are 30 plus, take over Malaysia. That's easy. Okay. Like, I want to add some, one final point before we move on to like the, the next, next one. Um, How do I say this? Um, Okay, like, I saw on like Twitter a few people debating here and there saying like, oh, uh, because in schools we are not taught politics or anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, in my my mind, in schools, they don't teach you how to cook. In schools, they don't teach you how to do taxes. When you grow mm-hmm. old, when you have to do taxes, when you have to cook, that's only when you learn. So, I mean, I guess putting 18-year-olds in the setting where, okay, you need to find out, you need to vote, you need to learn about politics then only they'll learn then only they'll know so that means putting it in the eight when they were 18 or early basically means that they will learn a lot earlier correct That's right. yeah true. Uh, so okay. the earlier the better and because like younger generation they will like material, yeah. if you give it's so like okay you give a you like you give an exam like mm-hmm. a, a paper of exam to the older generations and to the younger generation the younger generation can do it better because we actually are aware of the not, not aware we easily macamana kita lagi senang untuk belajar mm-hmm. while the older generation dah slow sikit sebab dia orang punya 
they know how old people when they get yeah. old they, it, it's, it's more hard for them depth, right yeah maybe they are more conservative in that sense yeah yeah all right okay moving towards like this where the youth are pushing forward you know where they are bringing up more things that we need to be more aware of like in in the month of april moving forward from from that in the 18th yeah. march basically in the month of april same thing about our youths where this isn't even a person who's 18 you know uh speaking of um things that are that should be spoken of which is um um a lady called ein husniza you know if you ever heard of her name if you haven't small backstory uh this 17 year old uh, lady i think she was i think she's 18 now basically but 17 year old lady posted on tiktok if you haven't watched about how there were people in her school joking about rape where it's like mm-hmm. oh if you want to rape rapes when you're 18 or like something like that along the lines which was you know kind of concerning you know because it was in it was in front of the class you know so like red flag. This, <laughs> very big red flag right there <laughs> You know, if I was a, if I, if I was a, I was listening to us like, why are you saying this? You know, this is just not right. You know what I mean? So, um, that kind of went really viral, really quick. You know, mistaken. It was on Twitter, it was on Facebook, it was on Instagram, it was on basic any form of social media they can find. And this is, like I said, this movement started because of a youngster pushing out what is needed and what was ignored over the past years. She's right, you know. Yeah. It's voicing out like you know people oppressing what she thinks mm. that you know uh what oppressing a woman mm-hmm. okay like in that time she's just a girl right a 17 year old girl in high school to say you know raping is is like a joke it's mm. it's not a joke it, it's, it's never a joke guys, it's <laughs> guys never. whoever you are it's it's not a joke it's not funny mm-hmm. and you know uh making it joking around especially from like your, your teachers you know your, the people who you're supposed to be taught from, uh, being brought and guided through in life, mm-hmm. even for a year, that's, it's, I think it will be almost be traumatic for certain people, right? I mean, she's, she, overall, she's a 17-year-old as well. You know, people think like, oh, she's not going to think about it. You know, why you worry about it? You know, see, our our generations now, our Gen Zs basically are moving forward, thinking broader, thinking bigger and things like that. And, mm-hmm. um, like this actually started a hashtag where people started coming out talking about their school experiences, talking about their what happened in schools. Where hashtag make schools a safer place started yeah. popping up here and there. And if you're not mistaken, there were a few things as well that was discussed throughout this uh, timeline of uh, April. Where, yes, um, if I'm not mistaken, there were there were girls talking about like, hey, there were ustazas asking them to actually reveal their sanitary pads to show that they are actually having their monthly mm. lady 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 things yes. basically so actually i did i wasn't aware about that and i'm pretty sure like i'm, I'm pretty sure guys weren't were aware of that as well i'm pretty sure you, were you aware about about that happening in schools no yeah no. For sure, because i got i got like six sisters mm-hmm. they it, it, it those things hasn't happened to them is it it happened to my sister's friends but to me it's not appropriate because like to me like the ustazas wanted to check the pads and everything like 
if the student were like were to be lying about it, it's about her and God. It's not about between her and the ustaza. The mm-hmm. ustaza doesn't like. It's not on the ustaza whether she goes to heaven or hell. Mm-hmm. It's on God. So it's it right. wasn't. It wasn't the right move, lah. Yeah, I mean, in a, on an ethical point of view, you know, like if you put religion aside, you know, as a as a teacher, right? Even as a religious teacher. You put the religious word in the front, right? A religious teacher. Yeah. It, 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 it doesn't sound well for you yeah. to like ask of a private part to be inspected. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's crossing a lot of lines. I think it's quite obvious there. I'm pretty Cause, sure it wouldn't be comfortable for anyone actually. Yeah. Because yeah. if like, if you want to say about religion, there's also like outright between uh, like girls. Like mm-hmm. if you're not her father or no, not her father. If you, uh. If you're not her sister or her mother or grandmother, you can't even like touch her private parts. It's not. It's not even why permitted. Why do you call yourself a religious teacher if you are doing unreligious things? Yeah, okay, that's true. I mean, Malaysia has this fair share of you know religious people not doing religious things, but let's keep that under the the back for now. Yeah, with with this popping up, like she even has a lot of like uh, she even gotten you know vicious uh, what do you call it uh, backlash from people yeah. saying like uh, they even there were people even threatening to rape her as well at the same time I'm like uh, this is just a bit too much for everyone even for her I mean imagine the mental strength that she has to go through to reading all through that comments and this is just another example a great example of how you know um hollow-minded the society has been, you know, especially in where the area that she's been put in. Mm. I mean, she's put in a very difficult position for a 17-year-old and mm. if you follow the news, there were some who said that after actions were taken to the teacher who did the rape jokes, mm-hmm. they, uh, her classmates, if not her schoolmates, actually tried to threaten her, like as you said, mm-hmm. and at the her same classmates. time actually sort of like ganged up on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's I heard of that too. Pain. To me, it's like uh, those things, because in Malaysia we don't have like sex education or anything like that. To me, it's all on the parents. The parents should have said something like, like you shouldn't do that, do this, do this, because like at home, okay, at school the teachers are our teachers, well, at home. The parents is our teacher. Yes, I mean this is false false context to the to the guys. Basically, mm-hmm. the parents are supposed to teach the guys or things like that about where your limits is or like what is wrong, what is right, and starts from there. And the girls are just just generally they're just being themselves. They're not doing anything wrong. They're just yeah. living on that day and day to day life. And uh, it kind of sickens me where like um these people had the audacity to to try to gang up on her at the same time trying to make it safe right. for other girls as well you know world it's not yeah. only a i if i was it's not only a malaysian thing basically i'm pretty sure all around the world people have agreed on her what is she pushing for and what she wants just to make yeah. a, the school a safer place yeah. and um also she um there were um there were certain Pihaks or people that said like, oh, it's just locker room talk, or they're just having jokes, you know. Um, yeah, this is not. I mean, it w- it was coming from someone, you know, 
I we we cannot name who, but I'm pretty sure you know who, who and who. They actually backed up this teacher, and the funny thing is, the teacher wanted to sue her on, <laughs> on uh, what do you call it, defamation. Whereas she did, she not she not mention anything about the teacher. She just said like, oh, I went to school and they joked about it. In a sense, to be honest, he is the one who who like who pub publicized public his name. Yeah, to the he, public. So um, it's not because of the girl that everyone knows in his name, but. It's because of the teacher, yeah. Like, I think his name is Tu Tu Tu. Oh, let's not mention names right now. Tu 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 Tu. Anyways, um, so yeah, I think he exposed himself in yeah, him so... in that in that sequence, yeah, and yeah. he wants to sue for defamation. Which also another thing, people really don't know how defamation works in Malaysia a lot, you know, and. Uh, okay. I think that's another issue that we can talk about actually in the near future about defamation and things, but thing. So but like okay, when you mentioned this now, like you just mentioned that that like some parties that actually defended like yeah. back up defended the teacher. Mm-hmm. To me it's like it's as simple as imagine those things happening to your sisters. Would you like that? Or not not only your sisters, just like Your mom, mom your, your, your sisters, daughter, your sisters, your daughters, you uh, know, so definitely some, not. Like, if you don't like that thing to happen to one of your family members, just don't do it, don't do it to someone else because people has been saying that the father ikut cakap cakap anak and everything macam, which father tak nak backup anak and which father tak nak take care of the anak. So, yes. macam, true. Definitely true. I mean, okay. the father definitely put a put a right stance there as well. You mm. know, I saw him backing up, and which is great. And April, basically, that that was the the talk the of the town, talk. the big talk of the town. Nothing really much the happened. Talk in, of the country. Yes, the talk of the country. Nothing much really happened because it was still COVID. It was still MCO. Everybody was. By that time, we are a bit free, lah. I mean, a little bit, you know, but still, you know, then. <laughs> still go mama and eat lah, but only. I mean, you know, two weeks later they announce, oh, uh, we're gonna extend the MCO, but you can go to the shops, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was in May, right? If I'm not mistaken, it was late, late like slightly. Oh, early it was in mid May that one. In May, uh, yes, okay. yes, coming there. What else, you know? Like in May, all right. This is your time to shine, Adam. What is happening? What was what was happening in May? So in May. Yes. Basically, it was to all the Muslim. We were celebrating Ramadan. Everyone was enjoying going, apa, breaking their fast with their friends and everything. And at the early of the month, mm-hmm. so because like Ramadan starts around twenty six, I think twenty six or twenty seven, like around the mm-hmm. late of like April. So which um, everyone was excited for Ramadan. Everyone was especially everyone was excited for Eid. Mm-hmm. So. Enjoying the eat while the cases of COVID uh, was like increasing day by day. Everyone was like, okay lah, at least we get to celebrate Raya this year lah kan. Mm. Boom! Halfway through the Ramadan. Exactly mm. 15, on the 15th day, mm-hmm. they announced. MCO, like 3.0? Yeah, it was 3.0. 3.0. Everyone was like... <laughs> Damn it, Sia. I want to go back to Kampong, no? <laughs> Hello, depression, my old Because, <laughs> like, everyone has not gone back to their Kampong for the first raya. Yeah. So, everyone was like, 
okay, this is the time that I'm going to meet my grandmother, I'm going to meet everyone, my uncles, aunties, and everything. I, for the youngsters, we'll be like, we will get more Duit Raya and everything. <laughs> I was expecting Duit Raya as well. I want Duit Raya. <laughs> That's the only thing that we look forward to during Raya. Mm-hmm. And Kuih Raya. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm, not relief. The yeah. Place, I don't mind. If it's just I want my... Money. Maybe, I wouldn't disturb you at all. Maybe rendang. Maybe rendang and ketupat. Maybe, and all, the food. The food. And ketupat I will put kuih third. Money, food, uh, like food and the kuih, basically. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly, man. So, basically, so it was the second year where we cannot celebrate Raya. Even it's worse during the 3.0. Because, mm-hmm. like, during the first, the, the first, which is 2020 punya Raya, or Eid, we can still... Uh, we can still visit our relatives and everything. But w- during the MCO 3.0, we can't even go out of the house. But for sure, Malays being Malays, we still do that. We still find a some, somehow there are people finding that like, the jalan tikus mana entah. We, we go, we go, sebetul kan. Nak masuk rumah, semua sorok sleeper. <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> Malaysian being Malaysian, right? Yeah, true. But so, it's the MCO 3.0 was slightly slightly you know okay where we can still like visit close relatives like literally no, my... no not exactly as i remember that we can't even visit anyone we can't even leave the house to be honest we can just only celebrate with our family members that we live together with oh okay i see i guess we're mistaken there mm. so so uh, like okay take it like this like mco 1.0 for so everyone long. like Everyone has a lot of things to do because like after years of working, after years of studying, finally, you get to stay at home. Yes. So people has been making TikToks, people has been like doing Dalgona, cooking here and there. <laughs> When 2.0 comes, people became like a bit boring because like macam like, zombie at home. Yes. Because uh, again, what am I going to do? When Very... the third part comes, like everyone will be like, Yeah. What am I? What am I going to do? Like, when is this ever going to end? Yeah, exactly. How, how did life before COVID look like? <laughs> what is outside world? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, that is the highlight of May and June because May and June was during. It was like Raya, Ramadan, and also MCO happening at the same time. That's why that does not much happen, but. The news one, the major news during those two months was like the LRT, the mm-hmm. crash. Ah, the, the two trains, they kiss each other. Yeah, they, they kiss ah, each the, other. The mom, the <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was pretty tragic as well, actually. Yeah. The incident itself is tragic. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, Because how the company okay. handles it is also, is also tragic. And also how the main, main man... Also handled it very well. Let's not say names again, lah. Yeah, yeah. Very tragic as well. Who he is, yeah. but I mean, maybe in the <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, he did resign after. No, he, month... he didn't resign, but he was asked. Uh, to... No, yes, that's was... right. Ah, like... uh, okay. He was asked to leave, but that one was during about a month after, basically, or maybe no, around. Not, two... not a month. It was a few weeks after that. Ah okay, uh, he 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 made a ma- basically what happened was I think it was just they said it was a tr- malfunction in the system if I'm not mistaken. Or yeah something. yeah yeah. It was about yeah, yeah, the clock. 
Yeah, it was it was in the news. Eight o'clock, and then you know those like trains during peak hours, one train filled with like passengers, another train from like maintenance or something, with some technical error, just suddenly didn't see each other and collided. Boom. Yeah, yeah, true. It's like what, right under KLCC, I think, right? Yeah, it was, it was close by that. It was yeah. the Masjid Jamik stop, I think. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that was at least it wasn't underground. You know, it'd be harder to get mm-hmm. people there. Also, no, no, it wasn't underground. It, it was ground level, basically. Is it or is no. it on the? It was on, on top of the air. On top of the air, it flies. On the air. On the air, it flies. It flies. Oh. Wow, LRT. <laughs> <laughs> it's light rail, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. LRT, but. That happened, I think, really suddenly as well at the same time. Yeah, it was it was a sudden one. A lot of them got injured and no one died. Luckily, but, no one died. There were but few... yeah, the way the way that they meant, they handle the publics and the medias, it was like as a media student, we would say it's bad. Yes. Even though we are student, we are only student, but we know it's bad because mm-hmm. because like the purpose of PC or press conference is to ease things up, but that PC rise the <laughs> the issue to another level, which is a higher level. Yeah, we were taught to on how the right way to deal things, and that was yeah, not true. the right way to deal things, especially. And I mean, I I was pretty confused as well. Usually, people would have a script in front, you know, that was for and them to read. But I mean, yeah. that is pretty much. Uh, how it is usually in media media press conference, but I did he not have a script? You know, <laughs> it sounded like he was just spewing out something as soon as he can, so he can go home and take a rest. Someone said, oh, what I heard is like someone said there was a script, but that guy being that guy, he would only like to say what what came what came up to mind, what comes up to his mind. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> set up really badly there for him, you know. And if I'm not mistaken, as well, if uh there was a reporter that got slandered as well at that. Yeah, at the, the the Chinese reporter. Yeah, it was. It was. It just added more fuel to the flame, which is already yeah, burning. Yeah, yeah. Um, public transport should be at least. I mean, now people know that it will. They need to have more safety precautions into that, and this happening again would be. Very, very, very painful for them. Everyone will be. I bet everyone will start driving to work. Uh, no more, no more public transport. Uh. Yeah, I mean, Un- unless macam dah terpaksa sangat then public transport. Yeah, but I still people still people pretty much use the LRT here and there. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's go into like uh final. I would like to actually add a little bit more on the the bendera putih one because I I tak puas hati nak cakap pasal bendera putih. Okay, like um, I think you mentioned about like black flags and white flags. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. um, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, black flags are like um a sign of opposition, like you said, like we are oppressed, uh, we are going against. But like mm-hmm. white flags is more like kita tolong kita. And mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, you uh, there there was. A few people that a lot, not a few, quite a lot of people, you know, setting up food banks, like you mentioned, in masjids here and there, uh, people helping out, and that white flags is to show like, hey, I need help, please come to me, I need help, and the right, yeah, actually pitch in people, neighbors coming in, giving you food and everything, and yeah, because during that time it was the second MCO, people had like a lot of people that 
hilang kerja and everything. So, people actually need things to survive like food and those essential things, essentials lah. Especially when the But, third one rolled around. Mm, the you know the person in charge or the government wasn't doing that much so that's why the white flag came up and where the term of kita jaga tiga kita jaga tiga kita jaga kita <laughs> came up lah at that time if i'm not mistaken if you guys heard lah there was actually a, a few people that set up applications to yeah. search for these white flags you know yeah, yeah. 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 it was all over twitter at that time It was mm. actually quite useful, you know, and and it it shows how quickly also like our our people actually initialize things like okay we need to help each other during this time they set up a lot of things and you know I'm proud of our our people you know we we did yeah. a lot. I mean, we crowdfunded this guy uh, recently for his viva, you know. Oh, that that one's another story. That one's another half. Another half. That uh, one so, PM PM ninety second. PM, second second episode. <laughs> All right, I guess. Well, um, we had a lot of talk stuff to do. Anything to a lot to say basically today, and it's only been like half a year. Even though it doesn't seem like much, but it had a lot of impact towards our country, you know. And yeah. um, Rizwan, would you like to wrap up? Me wrapping up, I think uh, the first six months, right? Well, it was just something to sort of like kick 2021, right? I mean, <laughs> people think that there's a lot that's going on in 2021. Yeah, it was just a roller coaster because that's just half of it. <laughs> yeah. What's What's more to say to it? Um, uh, in a nutshell, I think 2021 in that first half was like uh, a stepping stone into something bigger. Uh, whether it's better or not, I guess it depends on the individual because every one of us has different lives. It affects us differently, you know, and and you know whether it's politics or it's a natural disaster or anything, it kind of just you know blends in together on where where you stand on the social status. So you know, in the end of the day, it, it's it's where you stand. Uh, but uh, as we say, uh, Alhamdulillah, at the end of the day, we're still here. You know, of course, we're speaking in 2022, so yes, Alhamdulillah, we're still here, mm-hmm. and uh, that's kind of what is nowadays. We need to kind of support each other, right? Yeah. Um. Like nothing really. Actually, we experience a lot indoors. We see through the screen most of the time all the things that has happened here and there. Because mainly we're we're all students still during the MCO. Only the working people were allowed to go out. That's right. Uh, Our world was in a screen, and um, we had to experience another dread, dreadful two MCOs. And yeah. now, finally, I guess that one will be discussed in the next segment, the next part, part two of 2021 wrap up. Um, But, yeah. yeah, to me, like personally, I think the first six months of 2021 was like you know when you ride the roller coaster, right? The the uphill part when you go uphill. Oh yeah, like the, 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 the relaxed part lah. It was like climbing, 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 climbing. Right? After the after June, I think after June and when it like the first half of July was like we were at the peak already, ready to to like look at the situation. Yeah, a lot yeah, of things so, going. Yeah, that's to me. It's like that. The first six months was a bit chill, but everyone was nervous on like what's gonna happen next and everything. So stay tuned for the second part. Yes. Well, well, we'll see you in the next part. We'll we'll try to you know 
uh, get our our things because I can tell you the next part is going to be a lot longer than this one because there's a <laughs> lot of things happening at the end of 2021 or the second half of 2021 which you know I'm pretty sure you guys would have you know uh, as well known what is going on but hopefully uh, we can help wrap up 2021 when in 2022 basically huh? yeah all right so thank you again uh ritz and also adam for yeah, today helping me out with the rap uh, the first half of the rap we'll see you guys in the next one as well i mean it's good to see you our founding fathers pop in here and there for for the podcast all <laughs> 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 right yeah. Anything else to say to the to the listeners out there before we, we, we end? Uh, no more. Uh, good luck for 2022. Hope, hope, like, I hope it gets better, but don't put your hopes high. Lah. <laughs> Ritz, anything to say about... Mm? Well, uh, I don't know. A little bit of sharing for you know New Year's resolution. I don't know if some of you all even believe in that. I, I don't really... You know, new Year, I, new me. <laughs> oh, no, 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 there's no new year, new me. Just, you know, uh, since we just started the year, right? Just have a goal, at least one of them, and just achieve that goal modestly. Yeah, that's that's it. You know, I, I've lived like long enough, 23, that, you know, you can say you should just achieve something that's modest, that very least, you know. Yeah. That's Okay, thank you so much, guys. We will wrap, we will finally wrap up 2021 in our next episode of the Toast Podcast. Hope to see you guys listening in, and goodbye. Bye, bye, guys.